Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We're your guides through sordid tales of movies, music, and pop culture. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis, so now's your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous. Please use responsibly, but do subscribe. I don't know about Facebook. And now I can check your my hosts, well, James Thomas and David Hall. Uh, it is October 18th. We are coming close to Halloween. Um, and we have to talk about Halloween, man. We have to, we're really going to focus on some pop culture right now. Dave and I, I actually think, and I was thinking about this before we came in, I think that we have two different expert qualities. I know Dave likes horror movies, and I am a big TV person. I know a lot of Halloween episodes from television. So we're just going to talk about the pop culture-ness that has been driven around horror for all these years and uh, where we are in the pop culture world now and, and, and related to Halloween because, you know, it's the cool time of year. For those of you who don't live in Colorado, the season's changing. I just drove up to Fort Collins the other day and the leaves are different colors. Ah, now it's being live streamed. Got it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is December 10th. Nope. It's October. <laughs> December. 10th. It's what December. The fuck? It's not even October 10th. It's October. Like, we, <laughs> we completely missed Halloween. No, that, ladies and gentlemen, it's October 18th. I am James Thomas. My co host, as always, is my buddy Dave Hawk. Dave. What, what's up, man? Uh, you nailed the first uh, intro that we had, and then we realized we weren't going live. And so we. Uh... <laughs> I had to, I, I, I jumped us ahead two months when it didn't work <laughs> out like that. Um, yeah, what we're doing tonight, it is a very special Mile High podcast. Uh, it's Monday nights. Monday nights going forward. Leave your Mondays open. We realized that Fridays, now that we're not logged in, People are probably going out and doing things mm. in the world. Fridays are tough nights. You know, so Monday, you have all week to watch it. You can watch us on anywhere that there are podcasts and follow us at any places that podcasts are available. We're somewhere there. Um, but we're going to talk about Halloween, specifically pop culture around Halloween and horror. We had to broaden it out past Halloween. We're going to broaden out to like the whole horror genre, what we like watching around Halloween. But I think we have a couple really strong people here. Dave loves horror movies. He's a fan of horror. Um, and I love television. I'm big on pop culture. I know a lot of Halloween episodes of television. Um, and I'd like to tell some of our own personal experience about like well, what we like to do during Halloween and everything. So that is specifically what this episode is about. So if you're in the chat, throw out the movies that you like to watch. Throw out your favorite episodes of like these Halloween sh- uh, shows you know, where they do Halloween specials or what you like to do in Halloween. Let us know those kind of things. Um, but as always, we got to start with, before we get to Halloween, we like to talk about specifically what we are watching nowadays. We have to do it while we're watching. And uh, Dave always has something interesting for me. So Dave, what are you watching? I, this is going to be a really weird uh, answer, man, but I'm not really watching much. I My life is uh, basically in uh, a you know, just a complete tumble right now. So uh, I am not having a whole lot of time to watch shows. Uh, I will tell you though, that uh, I have kept up with only murders in the building with Steve Martin, Martin short and uh, Selena Gomez. And it's fucking fantastic. The season finale comes out tomorrow. I'm so excited for it. And it was, it's been a fucking great show, but that's pretty much it, dude. I, uh, I, I am struggling. I'm excited for Dune. Dune comes out in a couple days. I'll make sure Dune I check that out. shit out. Yeah. Um, but other than that, man, that's that's literally the only show I've been watching. Well, see, uh, and I, and I'm going to go throwbacks on. I also am watching Only Murders in the Building. I Jane Lynch shows up. I mean, people, if you don't, this is a talent. I mean, you get Nathan Lane in this thing. You have Jane Lynch showing up in this thing. Tina I mean, Fey. Tina Fey. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Jimmy Fallon shows up for a little bit. It's it's a good, strong cast. They do their parts well. Selena Gomez more than holds her own with the people she's up there against. And it's a good story. I will say it's it's good film. It's good television. An entire episode with no dialogue, man. I, I, I always go back to that one. And I think the most recent episode was brilliant. They write it very Hitchcockian. It's very old school, like suspense. It's definitely a worthwhile thing. Um, Are you watching anything else? So realistically, I'm, I'm watching Survivor, which I, I will say that it's very weird. Because uh, they've done 40 seasons of Survivor the exact same way. 
uh, forever. People are out there for 34 days. They rolled it back to like 22. It's a very fast-paced game. It'll always be my favorite reality show. Um, so that's what I'm watching right now. But I am going back. I'm watching old things. I'm in season seven of House. You know, so I've, I've, I've been, I worked on that. I, I got through all of life on Mars and Ashes and Ashes because they're British shows and they have small seasons. If you love fucking like good sci-fi television, BritBox for one month, you can run through life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes. Watch life on Mars first, watch Ashes to Ashes second, get it done. It's great. It's some of the best sci-fi ever made. Um, we're also watching Weeds again. Oh my god, love yeah. Weeds, dude! Great, great show. Um, we are fucking. Season- we are literally living the season finale or the series finale of Weeds. You know, yeah. huge corporations are starting to take over the weed industry. I mean, you know, what a an innovative show! Like they fucking called it. It's but it's weird. It's data because people forget it starts before break. It came out before Breaking Bad. So there's a lot of things that Nancy's doing that Walt ends up doing to a much darker direction in there. But, and it doesn't, it, it has some things that do not age well in a 2020 society, which is fine. You know, pop culture, and we, we, we don't go deeply into that and we probably will one day, but like pop culture of even 10 years ago is not always play out as well as it does today uh, or as it did then today. Weeds is one of those things. There's a couple times in there where you're like, ah, you know, I love Guillermo, but sex trafficking? Mm, yeah. You know, how, how do we like that character? Um, you said something, though, that uh, I thought of when I was watching Breaking Bad was that there's a lot of similarities between Weeds and Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is just like the more serious version of Weeds. Um, did you, have you, how long have you thought that? And do you actually think that that's the case? So here's what, here, uh, the first time I thought, uh, uh, the first time I ever thought that was when I saw the trailer for Breaking Bad because at that point uh, Weeds had either completed or they were on Weeds Weeds is broken up into two different segments as far as I'm concerned uh, seasons one through five have a complete closeout story I actually think that's how Jenny Cohen wanted to end that season right there but Showtime was like no we need two more seasons and so she did two other seasons Weeds had at least accompanied all five of their primary seasons. And uh, so when I first saw the Breaking Bad trailer, I was like, fine, it's weeds, but meth. Um, and it wasn't until I rewatched weeds, because watch once I watched Breaking Bad, I was like, okay, this is not weeds, but meth this is a much darker, not as funny story, a little bit more, see, a lot more murder, more gritty. Um, but then re-watching Weeds after this, I go back to my original theory when I even saw the first trailer for Breaking Bad, which it is, it's very much yeah. the same show. Yeah, like you said, it's a darker version of Weeds, but I think it's, you know, it's basically Weeds with meth. Right. Uh, and Walt does not have a magical vagina like Nancy. <laughs> because that's Nancy's literally, they, it could have been called Weeds or Nancy's Magical Vagina, <laughs> which was just as equally part of that show. Because Absolutely. Uh, what are you smoking tonight, bro? Because uh, we have uh, a bunch of commenters already talking about what they're smoking tonight. Uh, Rob Robert, who loves to get stoned for Halloween, which is every day for him. Uh, he's smoking some Sin Mint cookies. And my mom is back. Welcome back. And uh, she is smoking some Crescendo, which is not from my store. Um, they still go to Lightshade, even though I'm just like a mile down the road. So, Hey, I'm loyal to my... I, I respect that I'm loyal to my places. I went to a really cool... Uh, dispensary out on 60 on interstate 60 on the way to Johnstown. So if you go up 85 and you cut off this beautiful fucking dispensary, it's two stories where there's glass uh, on the second level where you can look down where they make their uh, uh, edibles. And it's just in the middle of like a small farm town. Uh, you know, you ever been to Johnstown? It's a very small fucking town. And it's just outside of there. It's a beautiful dispensary. That's not where I'm smoking. I just got joints from there. I am smoking, though, from uh, fucking Native Roots because it's close. And when I buy bulk, I want to drive close to get it. Is that the new motto for Native Roots? Because you're pretty, like, you you wrote the motto for, um, 
was it uh, Rocky Road? So is this the Rocky new Road. model for Native Roots? Native yeah. Roots, because it's literally down the street from me. Right, right. Native Roots, it's down the street, and that's why I like it. It's the closest one to the airport. It's it's quite possibly the dumbest one for me to go to <laughs> because of how it equates out. I mean, fiscally, they're, they're, they got a pretty good deal on everything, and they don't bump the price up just because they're near the airport. But I get there sometimes, and there's fucking a bunch of people in there, and they're like, I would like to ask 150 questions. What is this marijuana I keep hearing that all about? And I'm like, I just want an ounce of your top, of your home shit sativa. (laughs) You know me, guys. (coughs) Let me get past these seven people. But they don't. Um, I'm smoking their glass apple sativa. It's dope. It's dope. You know, it gets me high. Nice. So I haven't been smoking a lot lately because, like I said, you know, shit's been super uh, all over the place. Um, so I haven't been smoking a whole lot. So I had a bowl of this ghost train haze, and that's what I'm smoking right now. And I'm already fucking feeling high as shit. Like that's what happens when you get that THC out of your system, and then you like start smoking up again, man. It's coming on, no joke. So I might uh, pull a, a DW and bust out like halfway through the show. At this point, I don't know. There you go. Hey. One of those I'm just so super stoned I have to walk away. Um, the other thing, and you'll appreciate this, I uh, watched a season of Ink Master. And as I know you love tattoos and shit, and I watched Christian versus Clean, the grudge match season. I, Ink Master was cool, man. To me, it's just Top Chef. I mean, it, it's, it lays out exactly like Top Chef. Um I personally think the season I watched, they picked the wrong person to win. Uh, on Top Chef? No, no, of Ink oh, Master. We finished a whole season of Ink Master. Dave Navarro is a weird host, man. Like, there's their series. Have you ever seen Ink Master? I've seen like a uh, uh, couple episodes of like the first season. Like, it's not really so I watched. Yeah, it, it's, they got some. I'll, I'll tell you what I've learned from this. When I, whenever I get a tattoo, it's going to be black and gray. I fucking hate color. Black and gray is super dope. Um, and then Dave Navarro is a, is a great showman. You know what I mean? Because on their season finale, they do uh, they do it live in a ballroom in Las Vegas. People are like tattooing, and Dave Navarro has to teach. You know, lead the be the host of the whole show, and he holds his own in a really stupid format for a reality show about tattooing that would be like on the last episode of top chef if they were like and now you're gonna cook in front of an audience of people top chef works without an audience i feel the they've same. done that before they have done the um finale in front of a live audience before on top have chef. they yeah they remember that season I, it was very- I missed the last couple seasons i have a whole oh, dude, season last season was so my- fucking good and of course I have that whole season on my dvr I yeah that season was great it's super great um my mom will even chime in on that because I finally got her into watching Top Chef. But then they fucking, you know, spoilers, the guy that they chose just got me too as soon as he, you know, got off the show. So that was a real disappointing end to that season. But right. uh, well, the season up to that point was pretty fucking good. Welcome to 2021 where we're obsessively looking at our past for some reason. Oh, my God. There, what show was it um, that uh, there's like um, the great or the um, worst cooks in America? The fucking winner killed her kid. Like after they're done recording the show, she just went off and killed her kid. So this is the this is the TV that we're watching these days. It's, yeah, we live in a weird world now. Yeah, we're like a step away from the Running Man or something. Hey, Running Man's fucking cool. I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely I'm definitely open for that kind of future. I've always said my best use would have been on um, remote control, hosted by <laughs> Colin yeah, Quinn. Yeah, yeah. With Adam Sandler as his Vanna White, because of that's how much useless knowledge I have in pop culture in my head. And I always say, even referencing the TV show Remote Control is useless knowledge. I guarantee you, 70 to 80% of people who watch us are like, What's Remote Control? I've never that was such a great show. Fucking Colin Quinn and uh, Ken Ken Ober was the host, right? And then Colin Quinn was like the Ed McMahon. No, I thought Colin Quinn was the host because Adam Sandler was like the uh, um, Vanna White of it. Hey, Rob Roberts, you watch Remote Control. Why don't you, uh, you know, tell us who was all involved there? Uh, I want right. to break in. Uh, my Aunt Bonnie uh, has said that uh, Christy uh, of the Potter Girls podcast, her tattoo artist was actually on Ink Masters. 
So her fucking her and uh, her husband's tattoos are pretty fucking sick. The ones that are getting. Yeah. It definitely made me like. At one time, I thought I was gonna be like. I was like, well, I'll just get any kind of tattoo. But watching an entire season, I'm like, oh no, some of those other tattoos. Now I, now I see lines and everything. I was like, nope, that looks fuck. I'm not gonna do that. See, I, I, I just I get my kids' tattoos or my kids' drawings tattooed on there. So like, I'm not really into like, you know, having to get like this full like realistic 3D looking shit. I'm just like, I'll have a scary vampire on there. I'll have a Pikachu. That, see that? See, and that's what my tattoo jam is going to be. I want. I'm going to want black and gray, realistic. That's what I learned from that. All right, um, to, Rob Robert was wondering what I asked him. Rob Robert, go on to Google for us and find out who the host of Remote Control from MTV was. I know you used to watch that show. You're about the same age as us, and you're and you like to laugh. So MTV Remote Control. Just Google and tell us who the hosts were, please. I'm going to say I'm right about Colin Quinn. Um, Colin was definitely on there, I'm, but I have a feeling like he was like the Ed McMahon, and there was another dude that was like the main host. But you could totally be right; I could be pulling out my ass. I'm pretty sure his name was like Ken Ober or something like that. Ken Oberman? No, that's Keith Oberman. Oh yeah, yeah. But Ken Oberman's Keith Oberman's brother. <laughs> no, that's not true. All right, okay. So with that, uh, we're watching. Where I'm watching old. We're clearly watching old stuff. And Dave is super busy. He's not watching anything. He's got a real life, which I actually kind of me- think means that it's time for the elevator to stop Uh-oh. and us to talk Halloween. Dude. I I do the Halloween theme, but it, it doesn't match with the movie you have playing behind you. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we're talking Halloween. We are talking horror. We are talking. It is December. I know a lot of people who start. Damn it! Why do I keep thinking it's December? I don't know, um, bro. Um, I have um, Samantha says that it's Craig Vanderbaugh as the host of Remote Control. Is that is that true? I've never heard that name before. No, that's weird. What does it say about Colin Quinn and or Adam Sandler on that show? Because I don't know, man. Control. Rob Roberts slow on the Google here. Well. Hey, Grant Vanderbilt. Shit. I know who we're going against on uh, remote control. All right. We only had to see that once. We're talking, yeah. So we're talking Halloween. We're talking everything about horror. I know people who start October 1st and they're like, I'm going to watch a horror movie every single day. So let's let's roll back to the beginning of October. Dave, do you have anything special? Bro, that you I told you, fucking Rob Robert has confirmed it. It's Ken Ober and Colin Quinn. Yes. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Well, Adam Sandler, Rob Robert, tell us. Adam Sandler was on that too, right? He was like Vanna White to the Yeah, I think so. Uh, pretty sure. I think he was like it was like before his Saturday Night Live stint. Oh yeah, it was way before that. He was like he looked like 19 or like he was young. Um, same with Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn wasn't on Saturday Night Live yet, so he was horrible. Was like he was a decade. horrible fucking uh the news guy, the weekend update. He was terrible. Uh, I like Colin Quinn. I yeah. you know what I like, but I think <laughs> But he was like right around. So I still think uh, I, I love um, uh, the dudes they have going on now, Michael Che and uh, Colin Jost. But the, I still think that Norm McDonald was the best just because he was so fucking, he was so sharp. I mean, like Tina Fey and all them, they were really funny, but they were pretty safe. But fucking Norm McDonald was just sharp, like right to the bone. I got to be honest about, and I love Norm McDonald. And here's the thing. And I've always been, a, I've, I appreciate Norm McDonald's news. I appreciate that it would when I'm doing news, I thought he was really good on Weekend Update. Retrospectively, Dave, if you go onto YouTube and you watch some of the Norm McDonald Weekend Updates, like, it's not 2021. He is very mean. He's big. He's, he's mean. He's mean. Oh, yeah. For he's sure. That's very mean. In a way that, like, was mean for 2010. You know what I mean? I'm not talking like mean for 2021. I'm like, even a decade ago, you're, you'd be like, ooh, Norm, that's a little tough. You know, love him. Thought he did fine. I thought he, I thought, but don't go, don't go rewatch his weekend updates. You'll be disappointed. You'll be like, ooh, ooh. Um, and that, that was Norm McDonald, man. He, that's the kind of dude he was. So he was very true to his own comedy. And he, I thought uh, it was sharp. Sharp, smart, yeah, it was pretty pointed at times, but it was also there's some really funny bits in there. Yeah, no, no, that, yeah, that, that's the thing is it's it's Dennis Miller. I thought Dennis Miller was funny. He was sharp. 
he always told jokes that people didn't understand. Hey. Oh, well, yeah. there's just a weekend okay. update here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's for the four people that are old enough to remember, you know, Dennis Miller on Sunday Life. Yeah, everybody thinks John Stewart started the circle, throw paper thing away, but he didn't. They, he stole that from Dennis Miller. That he stole from David Letterman. So that's who stole David Letterman? No, that's true. That's fair. It was it was a good role, but yeah, no, that is uh, John Stewart doesn't get all that credit. Um, so October is 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 it something? Is is your October, Dave? Is it the? I know you hate Halloween. Actually, I think that's what you you're right. You hate Halloween, right? All right, so. I have not been into Halloween for ever, forever, dude. I have not been into Halloween until recently. I have met a person who is like, like their whole year revolves around Halloween. So now I have to like, okay, well, Halloween is now a thing and I have to like get, you know, I have to get up for it and like find out what's so great about Halloween. So uh, this is like an informative show for me. Cause I want to, cause you're like all about Halloween. You're all like, dressing up, going to parties and shit. Like, you know, I've never had that experience before. And that's kind of like what I'm going up against now. So I'm kind of like, you know, I want to see what you find so interesting about Halloween and like why it, everybody gets so into it. So uh, a couple of things that I will say that I absolutely love about Halloween. Number one, um, I love, I loved as a kid. I, I have progressively loved costumes my entire life. I don't care how old I get. I don't do it. I don't costume every Halloween, but I would say, at 42, I was I've costumed 33 to 34 of those years. In most of my life, I've done costumes. I fucking love that part. I love I love children Halloween where you take about trick or treating, and like they fucking like all their cute little costumes. But I also love dirty, horrible adult Halloween where you go to crazy fun parties and like Elmo's making out with like. I don't know, a cookie monster. And neither of them look like Elmo or Cookie Monster. You know what I mean? Like it's I I'm a, I'm a big fan of adult Halloween of uh, people just press going crazy in their costumes because they get drunk and they do stupid things. And there's only so many times that you can see like, you know, uh Lex Luthor blow Superman in the corner and be like, oh wow, that's something you don't come across every day. But you know, so what parties are you uh, going to, man? What the fuck? Well, no, what are some of these parties, parties that you're going to If Lex Luthor's not blowing Superman in the corner, then you are not at a real adult Halloween party. You are at a a October gathering. Um, yeah, no, I, I fucking love and I love haunted houses. I am a huge fan of haunted houses. Um, I, I there is no haunted house in the world. There is no. Halloween environment in the world better than Universal Studios Orlando during Halloween Horror Nights. It is a hundred percent. My buddy Chris Brennan, and I know he randomly watches this, and I'm gonna say fuck you because he has a they they do this horror pass. He's like there all the time. He's like here I am in front of Halloween Horror Nights, and I'm like fuck, dude, that sucks. They have like anywhere from seven to ten haunted houses, a bunch of stage shows. I mean, like. And don't get me wrong, Colorado, you have some really good haunted houses, but nothing will compare to it all being like centralized in one location, multiple different haunted houses, stage shows. It didn't even matter that you're not riding rides because the haunted houses are so cool. So for me, Halloween is about costumes and fucking haunted houses. Uh, I want to break in here. Uh, Samantha said that she agrees with you. She says, once you do body shots off of Sexy Elmo, you're a grown-up Halloween fan for life. So Thank I you. need to have that experience sometime this uh, this Halloween season. I need to do body shots off of Sexy Elmo. It, I'm telling you, growing up Halloween is the Halloween. Uh, it, it, people who don't experience never really, never really do, do anything. The only other place I would say, uh, Los Angeles, they have a, a crazy Halloween parade. Very growing up. I'm telling you, costumes and people with alcohol is a good environment. Always has been. Always been a fan of it. Was going to go to one a party this year. May not just because of the situations. But don't worry, growing up Halloween. When we come back, it'll come back with a vengeance. Fucking COVID's ruining everything. Right? That's all right. You know, well, we'll come back to growing up Halloween. 
other thing is pop culture, man. So let's go into horror movies. You don't like Halloween, but you said you have new people that do like Halloween. Is it hot? Is it horror movies? Do you watch horror movies in October? Do you watch? I horror do. Movies Even like when I, and I, let's get this straight. Like I never hated Halloween. You know that's Easter. I hate Easter. You know Halloween is you know it, it's completely you know, fine. I'm just never like Christmas. Uh, yeah, just I, I hate Easter. Like David Chef David Bonnerchuk hates Christmas. Uh, yeah, still one of the greatest moments of uh, Mile High Podcast history when my mm-hmm. mouth dropped when David said uh, he hated Christmas on our Christmas episode that he agreed to be on. Yeah, um, I love that. That was great. Um, I never hated Halloween. I just never was in a situation where like Halloween was all that important. Like we never got invited to parties and, you know, I never, you know, like invited myself to parties. Uh, My kid grew up going trick or treating and that was pretty much it. Like, you know, that was it. So I never had much of an emphasis. Now I know folks that are like Halloween is a whole month long affair. Um, You know, they like the, the dark side of it. They like the, mystical side of it um but horror movies is definitely uh, a huge part of it and even before you know i, I always you know use the opportunity in halloween to revisit old ho- um, horror <coughs> movies i love horror movies i just love horror movies so going back and revisiting old horror movies checking out some of the newer things um you know that's my month to just like watch a lot of horror movies and um so this year's a little bit different there's i haven't really had much of a chance to watch the horror movies but on the flip side i've been doing the other Halloween based stuff. So sometimes you trade out for that. Is there is there a is there something that like like a definitive Halloween movie that like for you is like uh it's a wonderful life? Like, oh, it's almost Halloween. I have at least got to watch this. I'm sorry, cut you cut out. Oh no, I was I was saying uh, I was saying is there a is there a Halloween movie that or is there a special there a movie around Halloween that you go back to. You're like, I'm gonna watch this every year. Like, I know my wife will watch Hocus Pocus every year. Um, you know, it'll just it's a guarantee. This is something that I actually grew up with. This is a tradition that I have carried forth that my my mom actually started uh watching Halloween on Halloween. I do that every fucking year without that. And you know, that's something that my my folks used to do that I kind of brought with me. I you know, watching Halloween on Halloween and, and I like the Rob Zombie one. Yes. But, and I'm going to definitely check out the new Halloween uh, um, sequel that just came out. I heard it was actually pretty good. Um, you got to watch the OG fucking Jamie Curtis original Halloween on Halloween. Right. So that's, that's no, the I must. That is the absolute must. I respect that. No. And Halloween is uh, one of the ones like, cause there are other horror movies that I will not necessarily say need to be in during Halloween, but I agree. Halloween, the uh, the series or the first Halloween and Halloween, I want to say four. Halloween four is the one I think where the where like somebody else just goes crazy. That other kid goes crazy. Yeah, it, it, where it almost starts the cycle again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Um, one thing I like to do, I I. Navigate towards like the darker movies and stuff. I know that you guys tend to navigate towards more like the hocus pocus and the, uh, you know, the different kind of lighter fare. Right, right. Nightmare Before Christmas, things like that. Is that a Halloween movie or is that a Christmas movie? I think I say that's I, a Christmas movie, man. Uh, I would say it's a fall movie. It encompasses that whole season, so you can watch it on Halloween and still be all right. Um, and the reason I say that is because Disney. And we'll let them be the judge of it. They start their Nightmare Before Christmas overlay on the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland uh, in October. So it happens before Halloween. So for them, they're saying it is a Halloween through Christmas. And it, and it runs all the way through Christmas. Uh, it's a weird overlay, but I like the classical Haunted Mansion. But it was cool to see Jack Skeleton and all that shit. Did you say uh, what your definitive Halloween movie was? My definitive Halloween movie, shit, man. Um, there's not one that I, uh, strangely enough, I don't repeatedly watch Halloween, uh, a horror movie on Halloween. I will watch, and this is where we're, we're uh, our two different pastimes work out. Well, I watch television. I, I, I will watch Treehouse of Horror number five, and then six other random Treehouse of Horrors. And for those of you who don't know, Treehouse of Horror number five 
is the one where uh, it's the shining basically you know oh no beer and no tv make homer something something go crazy don't mind if i do great it's uh, it does a shining it's where homer uh fucking travels through time where he broke the toaster and uh and uh the last one is where the whole staff of uh, Springfield Elementary are eating the children uh, when they get sent to detention. Great, great, my favorite Treehouse of Horror. So I don't have a movie. I think I'm going to start a new tradition just because um, I so much like uh, that fucking uh, Midsummer. I like Midsummer so much, and I've watched it a couple times already this year. And I think it'd be one of those ones that I could say I'm going to make that tradition just to watch it in the October uh, because I really love Midsummer. But no, that's really, so funny that you say that because it's like a, it's a summertime movie. I, know. I would say um, our the the director who did that, um, you know, he also did Hereditary. I would say Hereditary is m- more fitting for Halloween season. See, and maybe it's because I have yet to finish the movie Hereditary, but it did not. There's something that got me about Midsummer. I fucking I relate the to that fucking. It's the mushrooms. Yeah, that that has a lot to do with it. But I relate. I feel that movie. Like I would totally feel like I would not die in that movie. You know, that's once again, Derek Dave knows my theory. I am the final girl in like the Mahai podcast. If we were, if, if Trucky Pacific was all in a, in a house. And we were being killed by a murder. I, I am definitely the final girl. I am now that I say it so much. I'm definitely the first one to go because I can't run. I'll be the guy who like takes two steps and like falls down, and everybody's like, "Bye, day." It'll be on. It'll be on the podcast. So that'll give us. That'll set off the whole thing. Um, is like it's on the. We're like, oh, now scary shit's gonna happen, and we all have to respond. Speaking of, have you seen the trailer for Scream Five? I have not. Do you can like you, do the play series? It? You can probably play it. You have uh, you can screen share it. <laughs> um, do you I like also tend to navigate to like older horror movies during Halloween. Like I like watching newer ones, but I want to reserve the most of the season for like rewatching The Exorcist or um, last year D and I watched The Invisible Man. So kind of going back to those classic monsters. Um, one of my favorite ghost stories of all time is this movie called the changeling which is kind of based in denver um it's a a really great haunted house ghost story um and i will usually watch that during this time and then uh like blair witch um that's a, a great great fucking holly movie blair if witch you uh, don't have a motion sickness like it. yeah i like a good i like yeah i can only watch blair witch so much Rob, uh, Rob Robert says he likes the really scary movies. He's not into like the funny, happy ones. Uh, my mom likes psychological thrillers. And uh, Aunt Bonnie says that uh, she doesn't like horror movies. And then my dad says my book Sundown will be an excellent addition to Halloween literature because it's very creepy. And yes, it is. Thank you very much. Thanks for the plug. Ah, I like good promotion like that. That's very cool. Um, all right, we're gonna see if this works. It doesn't always, but we're gonna try it. Damn, Scream is thirty years old now, dude. Can you to hear share your, your audio? My audio is it? Oh, here. Thirty years old, man. so far. Do you have a gun? I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. 
Something about this one just feels different. I'm, I know who you are. I've been through this a lot. This is your life now, which means that whoever this is is going to keep coming for you. You ready for this? There are certain rules to surviving. It attacks well on people related to the original killers. Whatever his link is to our past, it's pulled us all back here. And I won't sleep until he's in the ground. good yeah i think i I like i like the scream series i always have even i like what they did with four um i'm no kevin williamson though you know what i mean like so um doesn't look like it's nearly as funny like i like the the scream aspect where it was like kind of making fun of itself as as it was going on and this doesn't look like it has any of that humor in it which kind of be kind of a disappointment actually I, I feel like what it's doing is it's spoofing. It, it forgot that it's supposed to spoof horror, and what it's doing is it's spoofing the time that they're in. They're just doing what they did in original screen. Like I did think using the texting and being like answer your landline, cool. That'd be super fucking creepy if like if somebody was telling me that, and then them being able to control locks with doors. But yeah, even you know this is a horror, fiction movie because nobody has landlines anymore, right? Right, even Scream Four was good at spoofing, breaking down the horror genre. I don't know how you do with Scream Five. I don't know what the horror genre is nowadays. You know what I mean? I can't define what makes our horror genre different than. I can't all encompass it in one description. You know, I think the horror. Like you can really describe the horror genre. Like it's really become more, um, uh, like more amateur i would say and i don't mean that as like it's not very good stuff i mean it's like you have smaller movie houses you have like a24 blumhouse like these smaller indie movie studios that are pumping out really high quality movie um, horror movies but you're not seeing like the big scary blockbuster uh really much anymore like most of the really good horror movies are just these tiny movies that are coming out of some of these auteur um indie movie houses so uh, that's kind of where it is. I mean, the quality is in these smaller places, and there's been like the most high-profile, like the biggest releases in the horror genre have been like the Conjuring movies, and they're okay. And then you know they have slasher movies that are just like paint-by-numbers slasher movies, and they're not very successful. And they're like you can totally skip them. Um, but where if you really like horror movies, you got to get into um, Korean horror movies. Are fucking they are amazing. Uh, if you're not into if you haven't like really checked out any horror movies from there um and then these smaller movie houses dude i'm telling you that's where the good horror is these days i i, I will admit that up until um and i like the conjuring you know what i mean there i like some of the exorcism of emily roses i like some of those ones they're they're solid as far as like movies yeah i don't know how to describe it like horror really didn't affect me i felt very much like i was watching a movie, horror movies aren't good at, as good as they used to be in my mind, of dragging me into it with it. I do not feel the tension that I do, that I used to do with the main character, Nancy. Fucking Nancy and Hall and, and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, you were intensely worried. It drew you in. You were, it, you felt like, oh shit, it, I, these people, I, I, I relate to them. New Age horrors, I didn't relate to Saw. You know what I mean? I didn't relate to... I relate the fuck out of uh, Final Destination. I hate to fly. So, like, I was like, like if John Denver comes on within a week of me getting on a plane, I was like, nope. Nope. And it's funny because I'll drive behind a fucking, uh, a fucking timber truck all day long. I, I don't... That, oh, that doesn't freak me out. But, like... 
Hell no. Airplanes I will never Denver. drive behind a timber truck ever for, just for that long. reason. Ever, hell no. Um, not that I drive behind many timber trucks, but if I did, I know for a fact I would not drive behind it because I've seen the movie too many times. Um, yeah, like you really like Jimmy Lee Curtis in Halloween. That's a great example of some like a character that you just you attach yourself right. to, and that's what builds up that fear and that horror in that movie because you are she is so relatable and she's so good and you can you just feel like you're there with her as she's that's going through I, this fucking crazy experience. Um, she she's the thing that sells me as far as seeing the and I know people have seen it who really like the new Halloween Kills. Um, and fucking, it's gonna be Jamie Lee Curtis. I am literally will watch that movie to see Jamie Lee Curtis because I believe she can make me feel connected to Mike Myers. Unlike, unlike horror movies, they they lost their ability to do it. That's why it's things like Midsummer that I'm like fucking. I connect to the people in those movies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you've drawn me into something here. Where like I love Freddy. I wish they could make a great Nightmare on Elm Street movie but they they can't they just have not they lost something that was great in 80s and nine early 90s horror they they lost that ability maybe we know too much you know maybe we're we have too much access to technology and like constant information to make these characters as scary as they were but they lost that connection i find the original television movie it a hundred times scarier than the new it. The new it was dumb. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there. Um, I definitely think the first part of it, the the miniseries, was by far the best. It's the best of any of the the parts of it that, that was ever. Agreed. I mean, fucking, it was horrifying. I could not go into the shower for a real long time right. after fucking seeing that shit. I could not walk by the drain, like the little drainage thing we had at the end of our street. For the longest fucking time, because I knew fucking Pennywise was gonna come grab me. Um, photo I albums were dangerous. You couldn't oh, fuck around with a photo album because oh, at any yeah. time you think yeah, your, your faces were gonna talk to you and then start bleeding on you. Um, I definitely think that the part two of the the newer series was better than the the part two of the the miniseries. So, oh, like that's... if you watch the Tim uh, uh, the fucking Tim Curry first part and then the new second part, you'll get the whole movie and you get a better version of it. I feel like, you know what it is? It's the bicycle riding at the ending of the TV movie. It's it's really how they ended it. I would say that if they... Because here's what I say about the second part of the, of the new it. It is. There's a bunch of stuff that I understand is in the book, but is filler-wasted bullshit on my TV screen. The, the parts that... Part two have the best parts of the entire new it movie in there. I will 100% agree with you on that. Uh, but the things that they did really well in, in part two, they did really quick, and then it was done. And the stupid shit, they dragged out for a very, very long time, which, uh, you know, but you may be right. You may be right. A- I like Harry Anderson. I, You know what I mean? Like, I like that original I'm cast, sure. but you're right. The adult version of them when they're all together. Uh, and Bill Hader... This was so fucking good in that second. Oh, I mean, so good. Um, I want to throw in here, like, here's an underrated uh, miniseries that is real scary. And basically, from like the first like 20 minutes in, and it goes on. It's a you know, it's a miniseries, so it goes, uh, I think, four hours or something like that. Salem's Lot, the Salem's Lot miniseries is so fucking good, especially if you like vampires. It's more of like a Count Orlock style vampire, less like Dracula. Um, it's a st- another Stephen King miniseries. Um, it's just really, really good. So if you're looking for you know something different that you haven't seen, um, you know definitely go check out Salem's Lot. Now, wasn't Salem's Lot as a book? It's it, it's a sequence of short stories, right? No, it's it's a full on book. Oh, is it? It's a, yeah. okay. It started as a short story. So because okay. I'm a fucking Stephen King like fanboy okay, yeah, yeah. here, um, yeah, it started as a short story called Jerusalem's Lot. And Sam's Lot is short for Jerusalem's Lot. And then, you know, it was about a vampire moving in. And then he just expanded that whole story out. You know, which one? And we're, we're going to deviate just a little bit on the Stephen King thing. My, the scariest Stephen King short story to me personally is The Jaunt. The Jaunt? Explain. The Jaunt. Uh, the one where, so in the future, we are able to teleport people 
from one place to another. We still get on planes like the old school days, but they gas you to knock you out because it's, it, it's a teleportation type thing. And so Stephen King picks up the story of this dad telling the story to his son about what they were about to do on this flight from like New York to Tokyo, you know, somewhere on this quick John from New York to Tokyo. And he was explaining to his son, he said, you know, when we first started doing it, they would send in rats and like rats would come out the other end and they would just have a massive coronary and fall over until we sent a rat in backwards and that rat turned out to, to be fine. And if we sent in rat, rats in backwards, it was, it was fine. And so they could send prisoners in backwards because, you know, in, in America, we will test crazy technology on prisoners. So if you send prisoners in backwards, they find that, okay, they're going fine. Well, they offered a, they offered complete uh, parole to one prisoner if they had agreed to go into first front word and went in eyes bright open and like came out the other end and he was just pale and white, basically like the character in a, Steve in it, you know, that one guy whose hair goes all white and crazy. He's like, it's eternity, it's eternity in there. And so, like, they were like, well, we shouldn't do that anymore. Um, so they turn on the gas, they get to the other side, they end up in Tokyo, and the whole plane is yelling and screaming, and they're all like, Oh my god, oh my god. And he looks over and his son, uh just pale white, is just aged a million years he's like dad it was an eternity so what it was is like he held his breath he's like i held my breath i wanted to see and like it's just as you're transporting it's a yellow eternity it's endless eternity of nothingness and something about that both as a person who would never want to be stuck in that eternity and as a father that shit freaks me the fuck out i wish they would make a movie about that the jaunt it's part of Whatever the seasons, the, it's seasons. the skeleton crew. We actually had uh, Samantha said that she agreed with you. It's uh, really scary, and it's uh, part of the skeleton crew. Yeah, fucking great story, but not long at all. Like I want to say eight pages, maybe nine. Beautiful story. It's and it's told so much better than I just explained it to everyone. So this is um, James Thomas's James Thomas on Stephen King. There you go. Um, so I do want to talk about. Uh, real quick, something that I'm a big fan of. I like television. And so there's some great Halloween television. Some of it I know you know, and some of it I know you don't know because some of these shows you just don't watch. You're, uh, it's a great part. Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Fucking great, great television. Yeah, it's coming back to TV. It was on Apple Plus, I think, exclusively last year. I think it's coming back to network TV. It has to come back. There are certain things that I have to play on network yeah, TV. That it's a wonderful life. I mean, there are definite things that uh, need to play out. Treehouse of Horror, fucking is great. Every, it, it's the Simpsons anthology series. Even if you argue that uh, the series itself hasn't remained as strong as it has over the years, I would go right back and say that uh, Treehouse of Horror, more good years than bad. That is a show that needs to end, though. Mm, I don't know. It's it's you know what. We, it's a it's funny the problem with that is it's still fundamentally funnier than bob's burgers which i very much enjoy and Don't you ever say that? it is it is it is and that's the hard thing because we know these characters and everything but if you really watch the simpsons really critically and not not looking back at who they are but just jokes they're telling today they're still funnier than family guy they're still funnier uh than bob's burgers they may not be funnier than South Park, but sometimes they're much funnier than South Park. So um, I like Halloween, of course. I know you like Bob Burgers. I will say this. They do some great Halloween episodes. Yeah, they do. They do. Bob's Burgers is hilarious. When Molly a- locks all the kids, it, when she traps them in the in their clubhouse uh, and steals all their candy, uh, it's a fucking great and, 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 and then she thought she killed all of the children because uh the the smashing thing came down on them. Fucking great episode. And then it, it's got actually all my favorite char- characters in it because uh and that's why I like the Halloween because it's really focused on the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like when the twins 
Uh, the Sarah Silverman character comes. I like Jimmy Jr. I like when Zeke's there. I like I like when they're all there. Regular size, Rudy. So they do good Halloween episodes. I will say Modern Family always is a good Halloween episode. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh Halloween man, episodes. good call. Yeah, I love you those. Know, yeah, the uh, the competition. You know, yeah, the Halloween Caper. It, a great episode. Did you see the end of the series? <laughs> no, that was one I haven't quite finished yet because uh, I, I just got busy. So, but I'm like four episodes in. Um, it's a pretty good start to the season. Or, you know, even for the last last few episodes of the series. If you're four episodes in, you definitely see the. This was after COVID, right? Uh, they're about to go into COVID. I think they're about to go into COVID. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about that. Brooklyn Nine Nine deserves. We can talk about police shows. I can talk about a shit ton of police shows. You should. Um, should A whole episode about that. A whole episode about the police. Right. Steam. The A-Cab, except on Chips episodes. Hill Street. (laughs) Um, And two episodes I have to talk about, Buffy. Buffy has two beautiful Halloween episodes. Uh, Number one is called Literally Halloween. It's a great episode because... Uh, all the costumes that are bought from this costume shop, the people become whatever their costume is. Hmm. So, like, uh, Xander's in a military outfit, and so all of a sudden he's, like, a super smart military guy. And Buffy's in one of these big Victorian robes, and she becomes, like, an 18th century debutante who is scared of everything and is generally useless, which normally doesn't matter because in the Buffy universe on Halloween... It's the holiday for spooky people. They're just like, we're off. We don't do anything. Nothing bad happens on Halloween. And the second episode is called Fear Itself, where they all go to a Halloween party and they're dealing with their own personal fears. Two great Halloween episodes of Buffy. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to say on the very first season of American Horror Story, uh, the Halloween episode is very, very good. It is. It is. No, you're right about that. And, And since that is the only season of American Horror Story that I think I've seen every episode of, which is weird because I've seen like 20 episodes or like 90% of the other seasons. But there's just something. Ryan Murphy, I've got to say, I like Ryan Murphy, but he's one of the only TV writers that I can love your show and just fall the fuck off and not care. I love Glee. I watched Glee for like five seasons and then like one episode, I was like, well, that's it. I've decided Glee ends here. And the same thing with American Horror Story. Yeah, uh, you just stop. Scream Queens. Like, I was enjoying Scream Queens. But Ryan Murphy, I just, I can easily walk away from Ryan Murphy over and over again. Nip Tuck. I, I don't finish Ryan Murphy series. They have the uh, lack of going on way too long. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's some... Just a- that is, I think that's like the number one problem that we have talked about more than anything else on this on this show. It's just like these shows go on way too long. And that's why I, I love uh, how these shows are finally doing two and three season arcs, right. and that's it. I'm really enjoying that. You know, American Horror Story is still going. I mean, like I stopped watching like five years ago, and you know, there was a decline then. I can only imagine what it's like now. Um, <sighs> I think American TV and not our broadcast TV. Broadcast TV still has the same problem that it always has with uh, making seasons too fucking long. I'm rewatching Star Trek. I'm rewatching House. House is eight seasons, 24 episodes a season on average. 22 to 24 episodes a season on average. Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes. Once again, Britbox, totally great shows. Made in Britain. Live on Mars has two seasons. They call them series, two series. Eight episodes in series one. Eight episodes in series two. There are 16 episodes, and that story was completed. It was completed over two seasons, 16 episodes. It gave me the story I needed. Ashes to Ashes, eight episodes a season. They have three series, so 24 episodes. And they completed it in 24 episodes. Seasons don't need to be that long. You know who doesn't do that? Uh, Fucking... Um, Stranger Things Stranger Things there are some seasons that you could clip two episodes off of Stranger Things and it would be an even better season 
Yeah, they could have just completely bypassed the second season and gone straight into that third season, but they're going to end, you know, pretty soon. They're, I mean, they've already seen that their their end is near. So, you know, they're cutting it off, I think, after this season, maybe one more. So they at least acknowledge that they need to stop it while it's still pretty good. Would you agree with the fact that I would say every season of Stranger Things, and you're right, I, we, let's, just season one and three, ones that we enjoyed, even those seasons that I enjoyed, they could probably clip out a whole up. Ep- they could at least clip out one whole episode and, yeah. and spread that story out and into smaller episodes, you know, and fill up what they waste other time with in those episodes. Yeah, for sure. Definitely yeah. they could tighten it up. But um, that's why I think the, the Watchmen, I, I don't know how we're, fuck, we're, we're way off of Halloween track here, but um, the Watchmen was the perfect, the perfect show. It was from the beginning to the end is the perfect show. The writing was perfect. The acting was perfect, and it's one season. They're not going to do any more because it is so perfect the way it is. They're not going to fuck with it. So, and I'm I'm so glad that you know finally these studios are you know making the stance like let's do quality, let's do a couple seasons of real high quality, and let's cut it up. Star Trek is a perfect example. I people who like Star Trek, the way they do new Star Trek, uh, Discovery, and Picard. Discovery's first season, I would say, is 11 or 13 episodes. Second season is 10. Third season is 10. Picard's first whole season is maybe nine episodes. This is Star Trek, who ran for seven seasons. They ran 24 episodes a season. Tell your stories in smaller doses episodes. You know what I mean? And you do that, you get a better story. The problem with the American Horror Story, it's an anthology series that runs a whole season. You should have been able to do Murder House was fine. Murder House is a good introduction to what American Horror Story is going to be. It can be their own season. But every other one of those seasons, you could have clumped three of them into one season, broken them up into at least anthologies, the first eight episodes or this, the next eight episodes or the next story in the anthology. And the, you know, the next one is that. But only murders in the building. What are they going to end up with? Ten episodes? What yep, is this? Ten episodes. And I can't imagine how, how they're going to do a second season. So, a newer building. And Ted Lasso, like Ted Lasso has been my favorite show of the last, you know, five years. And it's, they have a three season arc, I think. I think it's going to be done after three or four a, seasons. In a season. How many episodes? Uh, like 10 to 12. Right. Weeds, 13 episodes in a season. You know what I mean? That's a half hour show. 13 episodes, half hour show. It's we've gotten better at telling this. We, we we've gotten better at getting rid of filler, which we spent so much time of doing on television. Um, but we did get off our big subject of Halloween. I did touch on the uh, TV shows I wanted to do. Dave, before we wrap this up, tell us if you want to get scared. Give me. Can you can you do this? I wonder if you can do this. Give me an eighties, nineties, and two thousands and recent movie. Four different movies. Uh, people want to get scared. For the, I'm gonna go with 70s. So I'm gonna start okay. with the 70s, bro. I'm gonna, oh, you're let's, gonna let's go. test this out, man. Sure. So okay. the 70s, um, the Changeling. Okay. Um, and Exorcist. Um, the 80s, you're gonna go it, and you're gonna go Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Uh, the 90s, you're gonna go Scream. Yep. And the 2000s, the early 2000s, you're gonna do The Descent. Late two thousands, you're gonna do Hereditary. Interesting. And the Conjuring okay. Two. The Conjuring Two is also a very good horror movie. There you okay. go, man. I gave you. No, I did. I do one. I did two, and I added on a decade. You did. You did. You. 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 Thank you. you. Definitely. So those are movies. Yeah. No, I would. I would second everything Dave said there, uh, except Hereditary. I would watch Midsummer instead of that one, but that's just because I haven't finished it. Uh, so I don't want to be too mean to that movie. I would say uh, Amityville Horror, the original Amityville Horror. Mm. I'd throw it in the 70s. Uh, in the, the 80s, 70s had great fucking horror movies, man. Yeah. Halloween came out. Halloween, yeah. 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 Um, I would, uh, night, I'm with you. Nightmare on Elm Street is the quintessential. We can talk uh, Camp Crystal Lake, uh, you know, Friday the 13th, all we want. But Nightmare on Elm Street is the quintessential horror of the 80s. Although I do believe The Shining came out in 1981, 
and it is yeah. definitely worth so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned it doesn't scare me though. Like you were talking about, like movies that will yeah, okay, scare you. That's oh, fair. fucking Nightmare on Elm Street gave me legit nightmares for a long time. Freddy is a, I mean, and it it took a few movies for him. His trailers became cheesier than his movies did. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you saw him in a three minute interval, like even Dream Child, which is a horrible nightmare on Elm Street movie, it's scary. You know what I mean? Like especially when you see it all played out. Dream Warriors is a great one. Dream but Warriors is the best. I love that one. It's like it's not the scariest, but I think it's my favorite. Yeah, I don't care for the second one, but it's even with that, it's my least favorite of them all, and it's still fucking scary. It may be one of the scariest of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Is that second one when he's like coming out of his face and like I'm like, what's Freddy doing here? Why are you only going after? How is he at a pool party? None of this makes sense. That's what was scary about that. And Wes Craven's new nightmare is better than any reboot I've seen of any of the other series. I, I think uh, I didn't like it originally, but it's super meta. I'm a huge fan of it now. Cool. My All right, falling. man. The camera's falling down. Um, I was going to say, you were going, you were going like the, opposite, the reverse Wilson. That's you know? I think Nightmare of, I think the 80s is defined by Nightmare, but right. you don't really have that. You know, the 70s had so many good horror movies, and I would say The Exorcist is probably by far the best horror movie ever made. Um, but you, there's so many good ones in the 70s. Texas you Chainsaw can't say Massacre. fucking chance of, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can't really say like the 70s is defined by this particular movie, but in the 90s or the 80s, it is undoubtedly. Um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, just how I have, I have to say, Scream is the quintessential 1990s horror movie, and you know, both fucking Wes Craven. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I wanted to think about something to argue that point on, but definitively, it was either Scream or whatever continuation of 80 horrors were out there right now. You know, Halloween H2O came out at that time. Uh, there was still at least. And this is, that was when like you know final destination came out and i know what you did last summer i mean like all these like little cheesy fucking um movies that are trying to be scream but they they're not that does remind me before you end the show i want to give a shout out to actually a movie that i always i try to remember all the time that how much i enjoy it that doesn't give enough attention the faculty hmm. the faculty yeah. is a fucking awesome movie it is a it's the breakfast club but it's a horror movie nice uh, I'll check it. um i want to give i'm going to give a, one recommendation to a movie that uh, not a lot of people have heard about and uh if you like foreign horror movies i think the uh the korean folks are doing just amazing horror movies um train to busan if you like a uh uh, if you like a Korean horror movie, man, Train to Busan is fucking great. Uh oh. Did we lose James? Either James is gone or I'm gone. I don't know who the fuck is. Oh, going. James back. Yay. Well, one of us fucked off for a minute. On Facebook. Yeah, I was closing out the show. <laughs> I was like, Dave's gone. It's the horror movie. This is I told you it happened. I'm foreshadowing in the beginning of the scene where I said it was gonna happen on the podcast. That's funny. I was doing so well. I was in such a good rant and everything. What the hell is happening? <laughs> I think we're still live, bro. I don't know. But let's just wrap it up because uh I now we only see my face. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, just... you're back. Uh, shit freaked out. I don't know what was going on. Um, I was just saying, like, I don't know what the fuck I was saying. I was talking a whole bunch of shit. Then it was like real quiet. So I was like, I don't know if I'm if I died or like, am I still on or not? Then you disappeared. Oh, yes. man, that was, that's so funny. I don't. Know. <laughs> we're still live because you know people are talking shit on uh, uh, Facebook. So uh, yeah, that's we're still live. I, don't, I forgot what the hell I was even talking about. I had such good points and shit. Oh, you're talking about a Korean horror movie. Oh, yeah, Train to Busan. Uh, fucking, if you like 
really good horror movies, especially uh, foreign horror movies and zombie movies, Train to Busan is absolutely amazing. So definitely check that out. Yes. I've never seen it, but I will trust Dave because he has good advice on horror movies. Yeah, I'm right. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in uh, to the Mile High Podcast, MHPC. Um, Monday nights, maybe we'll keep talking about Halloween next Monday. Who knows? I don't know what's happening. Dave usually lets me know a week ahead and I figure out what's going on. So Dave, why don't you tell us what to look forward to coming up? And what's that giant volcano in the background? About? Oh, it's so funny you ask. Um, so first of all, next week, um, we're going to continue our Halloween themed uh, series. Uh, we usually do. <laughs> are you back in the Buffy library? Uh, we usually do a Halloween series. Uh, so we only have like one more episode uh, this year until Halloween starts. So uh, we'll have one more Halloween theme series. And then in two weeks is going to be James's games, our big blowout uh marvel ranking the marvel villain ranking so make sure you check that out um and as james was saying i have this big old volcano behind me um please go check out caldera it is available now on audible and on amazon uh it's a a awesome book you know please check it out um that's about it that's all you have to do to hawk it there you go and if you want to find out more about us you can join us at uh www.truckypacific.com that's where you can find out information about all of our podcasts. Is that updated, uh, by the way? By the it is not. Oh, it is exactly what it looked like before, but it still has stuff there. We do have to delete some things before we get uh, hashtag canceled uh, because we have some dumb people on that that we need to get rid of. Um, but if you want to find us, we are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on uh, SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Amazon. We're on Pornhub. We're on X Hamster. We're on OnlyFans. Uh, uh, we're yeah. on. We're, we're on uh, J Date. Yeah. Christian we're Mingles. On right, right. So, um, but yeah, tune in next week. We will uh, be continuing Halloween. Maybe we'll bring Santori in here or someone else who likes Halloween to talk about it. Maybe by that point, Dave will have gone to an adult Halloween party and he can tell us about that. So, um, so yeah, like, subscribe, push whatever buttons are above us that you need to do. And uh, that's it. I'll see you all next week. All right. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for commenting. Have a good night. That was good. That was good. Other than me falling off, it was very good. It was a very good move. It, very it, good no, move. but you falling off kind of worked at the very end of it, actually. I think it, I think it played out well for the, uh, for the horror movie thing because i said you were gonna die and it, and it played out just, <laughs> just perfect. yeah funny that's funny all right nice job dude um what kind of halloween thing do we want to do next week let me think about it let me think about it because we were kind of all over the place maybe we can have a more structurized thing about halloween uh what? you want but... more structure what, Is that what you <laughs> we'll see maybe we need we need maybe somebody else who i don't know we'll think about it we'll talk about uh We'll think about it. Let's give her, let's give ourselves by like Wednesday. Let's throw ideas at each other on Wednesday. Sounds good. All right, bro. Have a good night. All right. Good to see you, Dave. Bye. Bye. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.